Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said. It's been a while and I've missed you and that sucks. <laughs> um, so I'm coming to you set up from my sweet ass closet in Ambler, Pennsylvania. Um, so before we get into any sort of, wow, Kristen is wise and shit like that. Um, just wanted to give you an update. Uh, I now live in Ambler, Pennsylvania. And if that sounds familiar, that's because it's where I lived before. Uh, I'm precisely two blocks from where I lived before we moved to Portland on January 1st. So if you're ever like, wow, that's a really crushingly expensive way to move two blocks via several thousand miles. Yes, it is. Um, and so, uh, when you, I'm only telling you that that only matters in any capacity because when you associate people that you listen to um, and at some level have relationship with, with podcasts, with a place, seeing what's happening in Portland might cause you to have great concern for me at this very moment because uh, Bear and I got out of there just a few hours before the fires um, began and then escalate and then escalated and escalated. And now they're sort of, they're sort of de-escalating, but the air quality is like, you know that I've had lung issues this year, so I'm not there. We got out of there um, just in time. So one of the things that I put out of my mind about the move itself, the move from Portland to Ambler, <laughs> if I sound tired, just, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, and that move was seven days of road tripping car travel with a dog and a cat. And then eight days of being stuck in Denver because the car broke down and the mechanics were like, just one more day, just one more day, just one more day, just one more day. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you ever want to just piss money away quickly, I recommend just getting stuck somewhere with a mechanic saying one more day for a bunch of days in a row. Um, that's a good way to lose money. <laughs> so finally, there was a three and a half hour flight to Philadelphia, which is like an insult. The fact that it took 15 days to get from Portland to Denver, that's as far as we got. And then Philadelphia is like, oh, it's three and a half hours. <laughs> and for the second time, I'm moving into a, into an apartment that I've never seen in real life. It was the internet. In this case, it was my best friends who live on the first floor doing a little video um and being like this is it and i'm like okay um and that's the second time i've done that in 2020 
which if you're like, that sounds exhausting, you are correct. Uh, the apartment currently has, I don't know why this hurts me so much, but it's true. It has tan carpets, which I know it's a champagne problem. I have a house. I know, I know, but tan carpets and it's got like these beige walls and my writing spot is the back of a walk-in closet. And by the back, I mean like the walk-in closet is full of possessions and then I have this sort of Narnia-like situation where I step through the clothing rack because it's three clothing racks deep. So I have the second and third clothing racks strewn with beautiful things. And I'm sitting under them on a blanket with a stool and a laptop because I was like, it's important that you hear about this. Because if I skip over this, um, it's easy to gloss over this part. So as someone writing to you, with no furniture, from a closet, <laughs> I can assure you that this is square one, the very beginning. Nothing is done, and all the work lies ahead. I mean, technically some things are done, like technically, you know, my laptop is here and I can write to you, but um, you are always at square one when a chapter ends. So getting to Portland had lots of steps, living in Portland had lots of steps, getting out of Portland had lots of steps, and when you or me or we end chapters that big, we, you and me and we inevitably begin again. This is very difficult and I put this away from my mind until physically landing here and then it hit me like a ton of bricks. To make any progress, this makes me so angry, to make any progress, you have to pass through the territory of square one and begin again. So from square one, in order to make any big progress, you're going to have to come back to it. You're going to circle around to it and circle around to it and circle around to it. And that uh, was devastating. So in case I sound wise as fuck, mm -mm, mm -mm, this is not a wisdom thing. This is a, I'm in the trenches. I'm at square one reporting to you wherever you are. So two nights ago, I was sitting on the back patio moaning, like, I have to do this. I had somehow forgotten in the excitement of getting to here that I would have to do this. Like, I have to talk to the landlord about how to plug in the stove because there's a plug. There are no nearby outlets. I do not understand. I don't know. Um, I have to change all my account addresses to Ambler again after having changed them to Portland so few months ago. Um, have to focuses on what's daunting, difficult, or depressing about the road ahead. So I have to raise my kid means like, oh, there's going to be college, there's going to be loans, there's going to be fucking, uh, right? And we go into our own stories. So for me, it was like, shouldn't there be some point at which moving becomes simple and easy? Like, shouldn't that just be a thing that you just get better at, like a muscle? Shouldn't landlords just stop buying institutional beige paint? and just save us painting over it? Or shouldn't institutional beige should just be taken off the market? We do not need it. Nor do we need institutional green because it gives everyone fucking PTSD when they see it. It's a very specific governmental institution green that is horrifying. It is in the hallway. And I, and I was deeply triggered in some way that I didn't even understand until I was like, oh my God, my first job teaching was a nightmare. And all the walls were that color. So when I say PTSD, I mean it in the actual physical, like, why am I like cowering and ducking when I'm in this hallway? Because the last time I was in a place with this color hallway, I was being manipulated pretty, pretty much all the time in a teaching capacity. And it was really painful. 
aside, we're back. Where is my, where is my like queer eye type design team? So who's going to make over my apartment in five days or less? Like I want JVN. I want him now. <laughs> I want Bobby, just Bobby and JVN. I would be fine. Like my clothes are, are great. Tan would just be like, you're awesome. And I would be like, yes. And then all of us have, if you're not, you know, if you don't currently need JVN or Tan France to show up, there are usual asshole brain questions that are going to come up. And they are, why is everything so hard? Why does everything cost money? <laughs> you feel me? Like, why? Um, why can't anything just be paid for by some sort of trust fund for weirdo creative humans? Like, why isn't there a, like, just, like, all, it's, you know, we go into, we all have some version of, like, why is it so hard? Why isn't this easier? Why isn't this easier for me? Why can't everything just be easy? Why can't anything be easy? Those are standard human questions. Why can't I be a trust fund kid who has everything paid for? Um, why can't we have universal health care in the United States so I don't have constant anxiety about getting COVID because costs range from, you know, 60 grand to 1.2 million when you get out of the hospital? And like, why can't I just have $1.2 million saved so that if I get COVID again, it's not a big fucking deal medically, right? Whatever it is, it's the place that your brain goes that is just focused on what is daunting, difficult, or depressing about the road ahead. We all do that. It is normal. We are here. And then our landlord comes over, and I'm not sharing her name just because you don't need to know, um, and she demands that we accept her offer of a free patio table and six free patio chairs, or else she does like the, the like... Um, I would say she's about 60 and so she's like the fiercely like you will take my things that I'm not using and you will enjoy them <laughs> and you will please use the expensive grill that my brother left here because I don't use it and someone needs to use it and that act of generosity opened up like all of a sudden I have ideas we can paint the patio we're going to order an outdoor rug to cover up the spots on the porch that are like uh, splintery We'll put out art invitations for lunch breaks like Mary Cherry. There are all sorts of things just sort of begin to bloom and blossom when the generosity opens the heart in that way. And so when the focus shifts from what's daunting to possibility, I have to do this sentiments reveal their other side, which is I get to do this. I have to do this. I get to do this. It's an and. So I will have to figure out how to make tan carpet attractive Please help. I have no idea how this might be done. I would love you. Kay at KristenKelp.com. KristenKelp.com slash contact. I am not joking. I do not know how to make tan carpet attractive. And I'll also get to live and work and play with my partner and my two best friends for the foreseeable future. I moved into a triplex. I'm on the top floor. My two best friends, Bear and I are on the top floor with our pets. My two best friends are on the first floor with their pets. So, like, we live in the same house but in separate quarters because triplex. So, for sure, we're going to have to figure out boundaries and personal space and how to not get sick of each other over the course of the coming years. And also, we get to build a life together that's rich and deep and fulfilling and magical. So, if and when you find yourself at the extreme beginning of anything at all, again, I'm sitting in a closet on a blanket that's not very thick, so we're keeping this quick. I feel you. Like, I'm at square one again this year. This is the second move that's happened. So I have to make a home again. 
and I get to make a home again. Um, these two sentiments are going to move in and out. They're going to undulate regularly. As long as I know that, it's okay. As long as you know that, it's okay. Knowing that they're two sides of the same coin makes have to easier to handle because get to is always on its way. So have to power wash the patio is right next to get to pick flowers from the yard and put them in vases everywhere. Assembling the outdoor cat playpen via somewhat torturous instructions in which I lost a screw in the sidewalk when I was helping. And if you're like, how do you lose a screw in a sidewalk? I still don't know. Like there was a, there was just this little crevice and then I went to get it with the tweezers and it fell into some sort of deeper crevice which which I got Dawn to try and help, and she pushed the screw into some sort of deeper crevice. So we just have deep sidewalk crevices here. Is you know it happens. So that is right next to dreaming up more private and colorful outdoor spaces, getting the electricity transferred to my name and the internet shifted to my name from Portland, whatever, all that stuff. That's a stone's throw from making plans for exactly how many different kinds of wallpaper a person can fit into a single apartment. The answer is so many. Back of cabinet wallpaper, bathroom wallpaper, closet wallpaper, wall wallpaper. Have to get to. Have to get to. A big part of your job and my job and our job with have tos is to make up get tos. So for every shitty and awful and hideous task presented by square one, the very beginning, there's an opportunity to make it up, do it a different way, clear old garbage out and try again. It's a hard job, and in 2020, it's an exhausting job. It's also really fucking worthwhile. So does any part of your job or your life feel like you're at square one, just chock full of have to? It's papers, forms, documents, rigor, uploads, downloads, editing, checks, meetings, just have to's. If so, where do you get to do something awesome, rad, subversive, weird, fun, or revolutionary? Because there's always an opportunity when there's lots of have to. There's places of get to. It is highly unlikely that outside forces are going to provide you with the get to parts. Have to will be dictated by outside forces. Paperwork, forms, documents, governmental agreements, and adulting mandated tasks. Like you have to change a child's diaper legally for it to not be abuse right (laughs) get to is entirely yours get to is not a reminder that you have x privileges and should just be grateful already get to is not about guilt or shame about the parts of the, the journey of yours that you find enjoyable get to is joy based and generally functions outside of capitalism It uses the resources at your disposal in creative ways. Again, get to is joy based and generally functions outside of capitalism. So get to is generally not going to be the first thing that you do with it is try and make money. It's going to be like, I'm just going to see what happens. I'm going to experiment. I'm going to have fun with this. Um, And it uses the resources at your disposal in creative ways. This is the only time I'm ever going to talk about sort of what is effectively the holiest of holies, where I function in a closet behind all the other papers and and clothing. (laughs) Uh, There's a 100% bubble wrap on the floor. And the reason for that is so that physically, when I walk in here, 
I walk over the bubble wrap to be like, hey, this is a different space you're entering. And then I walk in and sit down and get to this place. So lots of things are going to change in this environment that I'm currently beginning to occupy. But the the bubble wrap threshold is the like, hey, 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 you're going somewhere different right now. That's not capitalism based. I don't have special fancy bubble wrap that costs, you know, like special mindful bubble wrap from Amazon. No. It's just using the resources at my disposal in creative ways. Like it makes my feet go, what is this? This is different. Oh, right. This is different because you're entering a different space. If you haven't caught it yet, get to is fucking fun. In many cases, it's making the moves or doing the things or starting the projects that really only make sense to you. You get to write the book or the movie or the poems or the blog or the weird snippets that have no shape or form. You get to make the videos. You get to frolic outside instead of scrolling for another hour or seven on Instagram or your news source of choice that causes you to doom scroll. You get to make stuff and destroy stuff and begin again and again and again. You get to. I'm the last person in the world to shame you for beginning again. Because remember those two cross-country moves I've had in 2020? (laughs) So I wanted to talk to you from square one because I am in square one. So any part of your brain that's like, but she's judging me right now because she doesn't know about my square one. Or what does she know about square one? Or she, listen, I'm sitting in square one reporting for duty. (laughs) And I'm consciously talking to me as much as to you, reminding you that beginning again has its benefits and to maybe look for and embrace those benefits because they're pretty sparse. But wherever you find them, embrace them. There are places that you get to do things. At square one of any major project, our have-to impulses focus on what's daunting and difficult. The lesser used get to muscles focus on possibility creativity and the wide open portions of the road ahead and of course the bonus is there the get to has the best wallpaper (laughs) because have to is like well you get institution brown institution gray institution green which one of those causes you the least fear in your body when you look at it based on your experience of institutions that's all you get with have to And get to is like, we do what we want. We do what we want. Uh, And if you happen to know a source uh, of amazing, fun, wild, or animal-patterned removable wallpaper, I would love to see it. If you happen to operate that source, even better. You got like a secret Etsy operation that's just cranking out like the monkey-themed or turtle-themed or porcupine-themed wallpapers. Yes, I am in it, k at kristenkelp.com, kristenkelp.com slash contact. Um, so yeah, it's, it feels so good to talk to you. It feels like I've got my voice again. It sort of went away for a while. I got so scared in Portland that I stopped communicating in this way. And it feels good to be back with you in this moment, so... For any part of you that's at square one, may you distinguish between have to and get to. May you find more get to. May you give yourself all the permission in the world for the get to's, especially when they're silly and they're fun and they're usually just turning your phone off and being weird. Go do some get to stuff. 
it is good to see you. It is good to hear from you. It is good that you talk to me. Um, so any comments, suggestions, concerns, questions, uh, k at kristenkelp.com. Uh, kristenkelp.com, K-R-I-S-T-E-N-K-A-L-P. It's Kristen with an E because it was 1981 when I was born. 1982, it would have been an I. <laughs> All right. Uh, I love you. Thank you for listening. I will see you so soon. And uh, hopefully next time I talk to you, I will have like more than a stool in a closet going on. That'd be great, won't it? <laughs> talk soon. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly, or not so quietly, scream-sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format, one gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now, and we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now, and that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.